Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney, and this is Nerds at Odds. Your weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And don't forget, the show goes live on Fridays for free anywhere you listen to podcasts. But if you want to get it four days early and ad-free, go over to patreon.com slash nerdsatodds. And remember to rate us, leave a review. It helps us know what, if we're doing things right or not, and if you like the show. And the topic of today's show is Marvel versus DC. We're going to pit the six original Avengers versus the six most well-known DC characters. In our gonna, opinions. In our opinions, and we're going to see who wins those matchups. But first, let's talk about what we've been doing, what we've been playing, reading, watching, and all that. Recently, I've been playing some Cuphead on PlayStation 4. I'm on to the... What boss am I on right now? Uh, I'm on a running gun mission right you're now. You're on a running gun. You yeah, just I, beat the Medusa lady. Yeah, the Medusa-looking woman with the airplane and the third island. I just beat that. I'm on a running gun level. It's very challenging. It upsets me greatly. And, and I enjoy it. Yeah, and Courtney watches and likes watching me suffer. And I've also been learning some Navajo on Duolingo, which I'm not going to speak for you, but that's going well. And I've been reading The Hobbit and watching Archer again. I just made it through season one of Archer, about halfway through The Hobbit as well. So I've been doing some leisurely activities, which is surprising for me. I have been reading more webtoons. I tried out this, like, novel app thing that was suggested to me. And it, I read, like, one story, but after every chapter or whatever, it plays an ad, which is very annoying to me. I hate when they're, like, when there's a free app and they just shove ads in your face and they're like, oh, get the premium. <laughs> how many how many pages would you say a chapter was or so? So they have a, I guess, a page number of how many pages are in a chapter. Mm-hmm. There was, I think, up to 11 at one point, but it, it was, like, down to 5 at another point. And there's, like, 30-second ads? There, yeah, about 30-second ads, and as, as soon as you, like, scroll down to the chap- to the try to go to the next chapter, it'll play an ad. Yeah, it seems like it would break up the experience a lot. You been doing anything else? Uh, I'm still playing Story of Seasons. Yeah. That's going interestingly. There's a character that only appears in the summer. His name is Kai. And he's a dateable character. Marriageable candidate. And there was a typhoon that happened in the game and I was not able to do another day with him but he was like, hey just wait for me for next season. And he's the last character I have to finish dating all the way through. So I've got to wait a whole year and then I will choose the person I will marry. So so the, I think the game does this to you on purpose. It can somehow read your thoughts, and it wants you to play a whole nother year of this game, which you played, what, two now? Yeah, and well, you're, you're I'm, about, I'm, I'm on year two. And you're about, what, almost 100 hours in? Well, the, the thing is, is I don't think I'll be done with the game once I marry someone. I feel like I'll play some more because it's a fun game. So, so the, the But what I'm saying is the game knows... You're almost done dating everybody. And it's like, let's add one person a year from now, make you play another 50 hours of the game. I'm telling you, it knows. Well, it's it's interesting because there's so much, so many like events and everything that you can do. And there you can go down in the mines and there's plenty of stuff I want to do. But the dating thing has, because you have to be at certain places at certain times to trigger the events to do the dates. 
And now since the my last dateable candidate's gone, I can just do whatever I want. You, you start playing the game. I can start playing the game until summer hits again. It's kind of like playing World of Warcraft or something. So dating these people is you leveling up your character. And once you finish reaching max level, which in your case is dating everyone and playing the field until you find like a marriage candidate. I found my marriage candidate. But once you like settle down with him, that's like max <laughs> level. And then you play the game of farming and all that. That sounds like one of these MMOs where you spend hundreds of hours leveling just to actually play the end game. Know, I just I just enjoy experiencing all the events. Like there's an event because this person I think lost their like wife or something. And if you go up to the mountain at one point at a certain day at a certain time, you'll be able to see that event. And I don't know what when or what time that is, but I'm excited to see the event, even though I'm sure it's sad. But I just like experiencing the game, hmm. the mining in the game is not very good. Yeah, Stardew Valley's mining looks like it's more fun. Yeah, Stardew... So, like, in Story of Seasons, it's an old Harvest Moon game, is what Story of Seasons is. Mm. The Friends of Mineral Town. It's an old Harvest Moon game, I think back on the Game Boy. And the mining is still pretty bad. You can save in the mine, find the ladder, go down in it, but there's no, like, enemies to fight or anything. Whereas in Stardew Valley... The mines change every time, and there's enemies, and it's a lot more interesting. And I highly recommend Stardew Valley. But this one's also good, too, if you like that sort of game. And it's oh, cute. Okay. Okay. Um, I've also been dabbling with Apple Arcade games recently, since I'm waiting for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater to come out, which comes out this Friday. Uh, if you're listening to it, it's the day this episode goes live. Uh, I've been playing a couple... I haven't played any enough to give you a review, but I'm going to tell you if you should pass on them or play them. I've been playing six so far. Is that what I've written down? Yeah, I've been playing six. So I've been playing Samurai Jack. I'm going to say you pass on that one. It has horrible loading, horrible controls. Spaceland is fun on the iPad if you have Apple Arcade. I'd say play that. It's like this turn-based strategy game. Skyfish 2, I'd give a pass to. It's kind of like Zelda, but it's, it's not as good as Zelda. Cat Quest 2, I'd say play. Kings League 2, play. And Ocean Horn 2, play. So if you have Apple Arcade, uh, I'd suggest checking those out. That's what I've been doing video game-wise to try and mix up the conversations. Yeah. And we've been doing some things together. We've been watching some more Gravity Falls and Disney animated films. And the two things that I wanted us to talk about a little bit here in the beginning is, first, the high score documentary on Netflix. What did you think about that? I really enjoyed it. It's interesting to see... it's. It's crazy to me because we were born when video games were already a thing, you know? It's like home consoles are a thing, all this other stuff. So it kind of seems like it happened a long time ago. But then you see the guy who created Doom and he's only in like his maybe 40s, 50s. Mm. And you're like, that's crazy. Well, I mean, the guy who invented Atari's still alive. Yeah. He's probably like 70, probably. The guy who invented side-scrolling on a computer was, is just like the same. Like, him and the Doom guy work together. I think it's crazy because we just don't think about it, but our parents were alive before home consoles were a thing. Yeah. Like, Atari came out when, when our parents were old enough to buy, well, not buy, but like get an Atari for like Christmas and play it, so... It's not been that long, but it's, it's weird to see this. Because it's like the biggest entertainment industry in the world is video games. Yeah. And 
it's so young still. And I love seeing all the original concept art, like, for Space Invaders. Yeah. And then you see it, like, there's the original concept art, and then you see what they had to do with, like, pixels. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the pixel style helps some of these characters become more iconic, because you can kind of tell what a Space Invaders character is, because of the pixelated thing. Yeah. I don't know if you'd be able to be like, oh, that's a green jellyfish, Space Invaders, but if you see the pixelized one, that's... That's pretty cool. Yeah, but also, what was it? Uh, was it Final Fantasy? Oh, the one where the guy drew these, like, amazing... Yeah, Artworks and, and yeah the Final Fantasy, Fantasy yeah. the original one, the guy drew, like, these amazing pictures of the warriors and stuff, and then it's pixelized down to, like, is that is that a blue dot next to a white dot? That's, that's a character. I mean, it's not that pixelized, <laughs> but it's it's kind of hard to see in the armor, but they had, they had it right with, like, all the remasters and everything like that, you can see more of the artwork, more of the original vision, yeah. which is really cool. Maybe they'll maybe they'll remake Final Fantasy IV, which I think is a lot of people's favorite. I think it's my favorite out of all the ones I've played. And they'll make remake it like Final Fantasy VII, so you can kind of see what four is supposed to look like. Because seven, it's polygonal; it's not pixelated, so you can kind of get what they're going for. It's just hideous to look at. <laughs> well, now it's hideous. It used to be amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. I really recommend the high score documentary series. Yeah. What was it? Seven, eight episodes? I think it might have been six or seven. Yeah, it's probably it's probably about five hours long or so. Six hours long. Yeah, but it goes into like all these old competitions like Tetris mm. and Space Invaders. They had the competition. Yeah. Sonic and Knuckles, which was really funny. It's like the story of video games from Atari and arcade stuff through first person shooters and 3d graphics that yeah. kind of goes from the 70s through the late 90s or so it doesn't get into the end of sega or the beginning of playstation but it, it starts about right there so that was very interesting and we've also been watching the new season of lucifer we've watched the first three episodes we'll probably do a spoiler review discussion of that a couple weeks from now what have you thought about these first three episodes i thought it was really good very interesting. I've I've liked the the show Lucifer. It's weird <laughs> to me to be like, oh yeah, I love Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, the, the the guy who plays Lucifer is very, I'm gonna say attractive, but I don't mean that just physically. He seems like a dude you just want to like hang out with. He seems like a cool guy, and that that's kind of weird for some people. Yeah, Tom Tom Ellis is very interesting. I feel like he would be a a good person to just chill with. Yeah, well, like, I, mean, I don't I know him at all. I've never heard anything about people hanging out with him, but he seems like an okay guy. It's very interesting. I like all the different references, I suppose, but it's odd as well. I, I'm not, I'm, you know, being in the Bible Belt. Yeah. Maybe we'll see, because he was in a crossover episode with the CW Arrowverse shows. Which we need to catch back up yeah. on. But it would be interesting to see if like some of those can bring over. Like, they could go over Stephen and Mail for an episode of Lucifer. That would be that would be pretty cool. Do you remember when we tried to watch Constantine? I like Constantine. I just, I don't think I like how, how like, scary it was. How bad his hair looks? Well, also how scary it was. And the hair. Because he's clearly, like, a brown-headed guy. Yeah. Or, like, a black-haired black guy. Yeah. And then, like, he clearly is dying his hair yeah. blonde. We're talking about the Constantine show on Fox. Not yeah. the, um... Keanu Reeves movie, which is pretty good too. I've never seen it. Oh, uh, he has black hair in that. That's probably yeah. better. But I mean, Constantine just doesn't seem like he wants to 
do the crime fighting thing or the demon fighting thing anymore and I just kind of feel sad for him. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you. It's time to go over to our topic of the show, which is, broadly speaking, Marvel vs. DC. I'm going to talk about the methodology we used real quick to do this. So we took the six original Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, and Hawkeye, and we pitted them against the six most iconic DC characters. In our opinion. In our opinion. But the Marvel characters, they're their MCU versions. So Iron Man is Robert Downey Jr., Hulk would be Mark Ruffalo, and so on and so forth. The, those characters. But the DC characters, we chose who we thought was the most iconic to play these roles. Batman is Michael Keaton. Flash would be Grant Gustin from CW. Superman was Christopher Reeve. Superman, One Woman's Gal Gadot's One Woman. Aquaman's Jason Momoa. And Green Arrow's Stephen Amell's Green Arrow. And we based all our info only on the movies or those portrayals of those characters in film or TV. So that we had a limited amount of sources. Because if we're going to go through thousands of comic books... There's going to be tons of info, and some of it might contradict info. From the movies. From movies, or from previous comic books. So it's kind of hard to keep those straight. And so also, the the MCU characters, they only have, you know, a certain amount of movies. Some of the characters don't have backstories. So we kind of go with just what they are shown to be able to do. And yeah. who we think would win in a and fight. If, and if we went with the comic book, like, DC characters, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, if we had, like... The Martian. Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. And we were like, oh, well, he does all of this stuff. He could clearly defeat, like, Hulk or something. Mm-hmm. Which we didn't do Martian Manhunter. No, because the only... There, there's, like, very little on Martian Manhunter in the TV shows and movies. I he's do in, love him, though. He's in Supergirl a little bit. Which you haven't seen Supergirl, but I love the portrayal of Martian Manhunter. Yeah, and he's in... He's supposed to be in uh the Snyder Cut of Justice League. He's going to show up, I hear. So... Will it be the same actor or a different actor? It's probably going to be a different actor. You know the the colonel in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman? Yes. It's him. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he apparently he's known he's Martian Manhunter since Man of Steel, and Zack Snyder's like, you're Martian Manhunter, we're going to reveal you. And then in Justice League, Josh Whedon's version, they never did anything with it. So apparently he's going to be Martian Manhunter in Justice League at some point. Maybe. So Hopefully. We'll see. I'm going to announce all the mat- matchups, all the verses. So first we have Iron Man versus Batman, Playboy versus Playboy. Yeah. Then we have Captain America versus Flash. We've got Hulk versus Superman, Thor versus Wonder Woman, Black Widow versus Aquaman, and Hawkeye versus Green Arrow, which seemed like the most appropriate one to do. Yeah, I think I think all of these you can kind of see where we're going, except Captain America versus Flash. We kind of went with that one because Captain America, you could argue, is like a metahuman, and we had no one to kind of fight the Flash. So we kind of put those together. And Black Widow versus Aquaman, they were the two we didn't have matchups for. So that's why they're fighting each other. <laughs> Which I think it would go very clearly one way. Well, let's, let's, let's start off the top. Iron Man versus Batman. Who do you so, got and why? I think that Batman would win. Batman has martial arts training. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's with the Michael Keaton version, but was trained by Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's been a while since I've seen those movies. He probably has some sort of device or something that would completely disable Tony Stark's suit. Since Iron Man relies more on his tech, where Batman relies on skill and intelligence, I think it would be a very clear win for Batman. I, I would have to agree that I would pick Batman over Iron Man in this scenario. No matter what the death battle shows that we, yeah, we watched it was on a, YouTube. It was a DBX. Yeah, no matter what it shows, I think it's obvious that Batman could beat Iron Man because Batman can beat anyone in the Justice League. He can beat Superman, he can beat Wonder Woman. He has a strategy to beat these people. Iron Man's just a dude in a suit. He's not like a superhuman person. All Batman has to do is disable a suit and then he's just fighting some normal dude. Yeah, who who I don't think he has any like martial arts training. No, not in the Robert Downey Jr. one. He yeah. does it, and Batman would just beat him to a pulp once he disables his suit. Yeah, and Batman obviously can. It's just like you know an electrical surge, and it's over. So Batman's dealt with tougher in one. Okay, so Captain America versus Flash. Who do you got? I have the Flash on this one. Captain America is super strong, and he is fast for a human, but I don't know if he can catch the Flash. So I feel like the Flash, and with his other powers, he can like throw lightning bolts and he can run in time and stuff. So I think Flash, his superpowers give him the edge on this one. Well, not only that, but you know, the Flash takes down metahumans, at least in the show, yeah. on like a weekly basis. And some of these metahumans could be comparable to Captain America in strength and some. Maybe, but th there's like some that's just like completely crazy and insane, mm. and Barry Allen's able to just. Take him out. Yeah. And he can probably literally run circles around Captain America. I mean, he could probably run a circle around him, create a vacuum, and suffocate him. That's that's one way we could see this going. But I also don't see Flash killing him, so I think he'd just, like, disable him, no. and then they'd I don't. I don't out. think Batman would kill Iron Man either, though. I don't think Flash or Captain America would kill each other in well, a fight. Batman doesn't kill. Yeah, Batman doesn't kill. <laughs> Unless you're Ben Affleck's Batman, which, I mean, I enjoy, you know... I like that scene where he like punches the dude, stabs him, comes back, looks him in the eyes, and stabs him again. That's kind of dark, but you know it's a different take. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Hulk versus Superman. I feel like this one's kind of contentious between the two of us. Who do you have? I have the Hulk, which some people might be like, "What do you mean, Hulk?" Blah. <laughs> but I mean, he gets stronger when he's angrier. Superman has tons of powers, but Hulk is basically indestructible when he's Hulk. I mean, it's, I, I just, if maybe, maybe if Christopher Reeve's Superman could calm down the Hulk, like talk to him, get him to change back into to Bruce Banner, maybe they would be, like, it, it could work out. But I feel like Superman trying to calm down the Hulk would make him more angry. Mm. It's just a matter of, Christopher Reeves' Superman has the weak... Like, I'm not talking about Kryptonite. I'm talking about Lois Lane. Mm. That's his weakness. You think the Hulk's Hulk, gonna be a... Hulk has no weakness. Well, well, when Hulk is in his Hulk form, he's not himself. So you're giving us how Superman can't beat Hulk. But how does Hulk beat Superman? Well, I mean... Superman can get, get beat. We've seen him get beat up before. I mean, Doomsday does kill him, I guess. Well, that, so. that's not Christopher Reeves' Superman. Oh, yeah, I guess well. that's, that's comic book. Also, stuff. Christopher Reeves' Superman uh, can apparently go back in time, but that's not how the world works. <laughs> so I'm going to say that the, he can't do that because that's not how time travel would actually work. 
it's just, I don't, like, I've watched all the Christopher Reeves Superman movies, but I just don't think, I, I think he can get beat up. And we don't get the shot of, like, which Superman movie was it when the, he gets shot in the eye and you see the bullet, like, deflect? That might be Return of Superman with the guy who plays Adam as Superman. I haven't seen that one either. I remember seeing that one. But you don't, you don't get that shot. So, so here's my argument for why Superman would win this fight, okay? Mm-hmm. All he has to do is knock Hulk out, right? Yes. And Hulk gets beat by Thor and Thor Ragnarok in that arena. And I feel like Superman is could beat Thor, so obviously Superman could take Hulk. I don't, I don't think Hulk was angry enough at that point, though. That's the point. Like, he, what, may, what means Hulk? Well, he, he was probably like, oh, it's Thor. And, and, but Hulk was also like, Hulk's... You're, you're, suggest, you're assuming that Superman... It's going to take Superman long enough to beat Hulk that Hulk gets angry enough to beat Superman. I don't know if Super, Superman could probably just deal with him quick enough that he's not super angry. That would be my suggestion. I mean, Thor beats Hulk, and he's not I, as strong I as think, Superman. I think given time, if, if Superman can't knock him out easily, given time, he Hulk will win. If he's able to quickly defeat, if Superman's able to quickly take care of Hulk, then Superman wins. But if it takes too long, Hulk will win. We'd have to discuss if we think Superman's heat vision can penetrate Hulk's skin. Or if Superman's frost breath can freeze Hulk in place. Well, don't we see, like, don't we see Hulk coming in from, like, stratosphere or something and like a landing mm. like heat doesn't seem to be a problem yeah and uh, the impact doesn't like destroy him to your point and i'm gonna help you out a bit i, I suppose you remember his glove when he like snaps in endgame yeah. and it doesn't kill him it does not kill him no. so maybe he could survive a superman-esque power did he complete the snap i don't remember I don't think he completes the snap fully, but it, it doesn't, like, destroy him to attempt, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. He, he might be able to survive Superman's power. I just feel like Superman's strong enough and durable enough to be able to knock the Hulk out before Hulk could kill him. You know? Perhaps. So, that, there's that one. You can comment and let us know who you think would win that. Next, we have Thor versus Wonder Woman. Who do you have for this one? I think Wonder Woman would win. I think she is super strong, super smart. She's got, she's basically indestructible, well, with her gauntlets and stuff. Yeah, because apparently she's weak to piercing weapons. Yes, but... I don't, but know, I don't know if we see that in the movies. Th- I mean, Thor has an axe, mm. but I don't know, would the, is that considered a piercing weapon? No, an weapon? axe is a slashing weapon, not a piercing weapon. Or a cleaving weapon? Yeah, you can't stab someone with an axe, really. You can cleave someone with an axe. Yeah, but she's not weak to cleaves. <laughs> she's not weak to cleaves. No. I just, I I think she's way smarter than Thor. Mm, I yeah. think she might be stronger than Thor. Probably. Technically, Thor is a god, but not in the MCU. Yeah, in the MCU, he's just like this alien from another realm. Yeah. Where in the DCEU, Wonder Woman is a god. She's Well, she's a demigod. She, yeah, she's Zeus's daughter, so... According to Ares. According to Ares. But Wonder Woman does beat Ares, an actual god. Yes. And she beats up Doomsday pretty well. 
in Batman v Superman. Yeah. So I, I don't know if Thor would stand a chance in this one, seeing as the people she's beat already, plus her own strength. So. Yeah, I, I definitely I think we should give this one to Wonder Woman. Next we have Black Widow versus Aquaman. I think this one's the oddest one we have, and we also disagree on this. So who do you have for winning? I think Aquaman would win. How, how do you see Aquaman killing Black Widow? I don't know about killing. I don't know if any of these people would kill the other person. Maybe Batman. I don't. But... I don't so far, I don't think any of these people would, would kill the other person. Black Widow and Aquaman might be a change for that. Though. Well, I mean, Black Widow is a spy assassin. Yeah. But Aquaman has superhuman strength. He's got superhuman speed. He is also basically indestructible with his, like, fancy little suit on. He has the power to talk to creatures and control them. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, when in the Aquaman, Aquaman movie, he can control that big, like, sea monster yeah. thing that just utterly destroys the other side. And if, like, he can get that monster, I think it can sl swim through lava, and it can break the Earth's crust. I might be on the losing side of this, but I'm going to take Black Widow solely because I think it would be funny to watch Aquaman and her face off and her just zap him with her little electric things and he's done for. Well, I mean, so you see her use the little, I think they're called Widow Bites. Yeah, like the batons, I guess. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think. And you see them, see her use them in, I think, Civil War. She is able to hold her own versus some of these MCU characters. So. Yeah, but I mean, Aquaman like has so many more powers than just but we only and he also has the the trident yeah and i feel like he could stab her well we only know of one weakness for black widow and the whole mcu is only one thing that that hurts her and that's falls from high places and that's her only weakness well he could get a dolphin to take her up in the air and then a dolphin a, a dolphin, dolphin to take her up in the air yeah where's the dolphin gonna take her and where's it gonna drop her it what? jumps up in the air kicks uh, her off goes back to the water she lands in the go. ocean no she lands on the ground yes this dolphin jumps into the air over land yeah and then and then, and then aquaman's like go back go back okay. and the dolphin's like okay <laughs> okay okay I don't, I don't think that's how he would win. He, no. He, he could win. I'm assuming he would I stab he would her with win. his trident. I think he would win. That piercing damage. Yeah. He's got it in the trident. I think Aquaman would kill her if if he won. And Black Widow would maybe kill Aquaman. I, I think that the Aquaman from the DC movies, Jason Momoa, mm -hmm. I mean, he's not like the old Aquaman yeah. that's like, I can talk to whales. <laughs> No, so so he would he would stab her. It's your idea. Maybe. I mean, he might be so strong that if he tries, I to don't stab remember her. what he did to Black Mantis. I don't think that person's dead. I, I, I fell asleep during the movie, so I couldn't I couldn't tell you the ending of it. But I'm pretty sure he doesn't he does die at So uh, onwards to the last one, we have Hawkeye versus Green Arrow, and I have to say, whoever wins this fight is going to kill the other person to win this fight. Probably, or they go out and get some drinks. Yeah, that, that's that's Courtney's favorite way of this fight of ending, and I like it too. They kind of shoot arrows at each other, and they're like... Wait, why are we fighting? Yeah, come on, bro. Let's let's, let's go. Let's talk some funny stories about our teams. Yeah, you, you want to get some shawarma? You want to get some shawarma? 
And, and then Green Arrow's like, what's shawarma? And they're like, let's, let's go. But this is the Stephen Amell Green Arrow from Arrow. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Hawkeye from the MCU. Yeah. And I think that the backstory for Oliver Queen, like, we get a lot of backstory mm-hmm. for him. We see the whole crazy stuff he went through. We haven't caught up all the way with Arrow yet. But we, we see we see Stephen Amell and Green Arrow be trained and go through all these things and fight Deathstroke and Ra's al Ghul and people like also, that. Also, I think he, he was trained by Ra's al Ghul, technically, or like fought him in one. In the show, he's trained by Ra's al Ghul, I yeah. think. Or and at least he, like his daughter. He, and he fought Ra's al Ghul in one. Yeah. And in the MCU, Hawkeye, all you know about him is that he's like a special agent who uses a bow and arrow. Went to Budapest. Yeah, but you, you don't see any of his training that might be in his comic books. And since we're only going with movies... Though I think you could argue that if it was maybe like Rowan. Ronan. Ronan? Yeah. With the... the Instead of just Hawkeye. Like maybe, because he seems a lot darker... That guy would actually probably yeah. kill. Well, we don't. Arrow. We don't know if given the chance. Yeah, he would kill. Yeah, we don't know though how what's different between Ronan and Green. No, Ronan and Hawkeye in the MCU. We just see that he's more vicious. We don't know if he's a better fighter or anything. Yeah, so. I, I, we really need to know why they chose Hawkeye. Like, what makes Hawkeye so great? Uh, clearly, he's a great marksman. Yeah, and he's able to hold his own in these fights. Yeah, at least these crazy it, fights. At least in the MCU, Black Widow is introduced in a way that you kind of get what she is. She's undercover as a spy at Tony Stark's house, right? Yeah. So you kind of get her backstory a little bit. Hawkeye just shows up in a in a hawk in a what's Thor. It in Thor, his he, first he, is in Thor. He's in like a little hawk's nest type thing up in the air, watching this hammer, and he just shoots arrows. That's your introduction to Hawkeye. We don't know anything about what he's capable of, besides he's good with a bow and arrow. Yeah. So I feel like the training that they show Green Arrow go through. Yeah, you definitely, you get more screen time, I feel like, with Black Widow. You get a lot of information about her. You get almost none about Hawkeye, except when you go visit his family, and he's just like, here's my family. And they're like, you have a family? Yeah, and I, I don't know if the TV show is going to give us any backstory. I think it's going to be like, he's Hawkeye, and he's training his daughter, and you don't know anything about why he's Hawkeye. So. Well, you don't even, like, we don't even need the Black Widow movie to sort of get where Black Widow's coming from. We get the, like, some of her backstory from Avengers 2. The one where she talks about being, like, this Russian ballet secret spy thing and yes. has the, uh... She can't have hi- kids. Hysterectomy or whatever she has. Yes. Yeah, so you get some of that backstory, but you get nothing for Hawkeye, yeah. basically. And I think that's what hurts him in this scenario when we're going off movie info alone. And I also think, like, he would be death He's Deathstroke-esque, but he doesn't have Mirakuru, like Deathstroke in Arrow. Yeah. And Oliver Queen beats and Mirakuru up Deathstroke in Arrow. Yeah. So he could obviously take normal puss in Hawkeye. Though, we did watch a death battle between the two, and given the comic book information, probably Hawkeye. Yeah, I mean, he has a cool backstory. I would love to see it. Yes. I think maybe the actor's too old to do, like, one of these origin movie type things. Well, he did break both of his arms filming the movie Tag. Yeah, so. Which is dumb. That's it for this topic. Let us know in the comments who you think would win. And we're going to move on to some questions, comments, and concerns from our patrons over at patreon.com slash nerds at odds. 
and we're talking with one over there, and they had a few concerns and questions about the first episode. So the first one was that they thought the volume on the podcast was a bit low, and that there was some white noise. And to deal with that, we've upped the recording volume from the microphone some, so hopefully this episode's a little louder. And I found this, like, post-production white noise canceling software that I'm going to run this episode through to kind of get rid of some of that background noise. So hopefully, if you have to turn the volume up, there won't be any white noise. Next, they talk about integrating news and rundown portions of the show organically into the topic. And I kind of, I think we did that pretty well. Yeah, well, we didn't talk about anything, like, coming out soon or anything like that, but I think that's fine. Yeah, we talked about the new releases. I mean, I said that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater comes out next Friday, or this Friday if you're listening to the show, on free feeds. And we also talked about Lucifer that just came out, so we're kind of trying to keep it more organic than so rigid sections. Like Also, I think it's, it's important, and I said this before, I don't want it to seem annoying if you're like listening to these back when you're like months in the future like i'll i have a ton of podcasts that i have that i don't i don't get to listen to as often it makes me feel bad when they talk about current news things and i'm like oh well miss that (laughs) yeah so i guess the idea is to keep this more evergreen than topical so you can go back and listen to them just for fun or if you are starting at episode one when we're 400 episodes in and you're listening to it from there kind of keep it more entertaining yeah. in the long run than having to watch it or listen to it week to week. Yeah. And lastly, we added access to the Heroes Lounge Discord to all patrons. So you can get in there and talk with our community members, regardless of what level you're at now. So that interests you, go over and check that out. And I hope that would help our community come together and bring some conversation around the show. Well, how can they get on our Discord? If you go to patreon.com slash nerds at Oz, any tier you sign up for, you'll get a link to the Discord. And the link will add you to the private Discord Heroes Lounge server. And it'll also give you a identifier for what level you're at, which is the color of your name right now. I'm working on putting up maybe some imagery next to your name or an icon or something. But right now you're color-coded. That will let you know who's who in the Heroes Lounge. Yeah. So that that would be fun to do. I think of all the the drawings mm. that I did for the the patron level. The tears, yeah. I think knights might be my favorite drawing. Yeah, like I said last week, uh, when we get around to doing merch, once we have enough members in our community, we're gonna probably be that's probably gonna be the first shirt we do. Yeah. That little was it a it's crest? A, it's a house crest. Yeah, the house crest for the the knights. I like that one a lot. That's it for the questions, comments, and concerns. Next week, maybe, if you guys want to leave some, we'll go over those. And now we're going to get on to Kita's Corner, which is brought to you by our five-year-old ragdoll cat, Kita. And what does she want us to know this week? She wants you to remember, get your pets spayed and neutered. It's always important, making sure, because cats frequently are, I guess, once they get too old, maybe they'll get rambunctious and Mm. people will just throw them out. Well, there are more cats in America than there are dogs. And I think that's mostly because people have litters on accident and just kind of send those litters out into the wild or... Or sell them. Yeah. Something along those lines. And if you are planning on getting a pet, consider adopting one from a pet animal shelter. We hope soon 
once we get into a new apartment or something, we will be able to get another cat. We're going to name her Roxy. Yeah. Because right now, Kita is Kita Bop, and we're going to have Rocksteady, so Beat Bop and Rocksteady. That's the plan. Yeah, I don't know why we, I started calling her Bop, but it kind of stuck. Yeah. Now, we're on to the interesting fact of the day. And Courtney, what do you what do you have today for interesting fact? So, Josh Brolin, the man who plays Thanos, and Chris Evans, the man who plays Captain America, are tied for playing the most comic book or graphic novel characters in movies. Chris Evans played five live-action roles and one voice-acting role, and Josh Brolin has played six live-action roles. In comic book or graphic novel adaptations in yes. film. Yeah. So I'll go through Chris Evans' ones. You can go through Josh Brolin's okay. ones. So Chris Evans has played Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, obviously. He played Johnny Blaze in Fantastic Four from the early 2000s, which is my favorite Fantastic Four. It's probably the only passable Fantastic Four Listen, movie. I watched Fan Four Stick, and it was not great. But, is it Michael B. Jordan who yeah, plays? Yeah, Michael B. Jordan plays Johnny Blaze. He does a good job as Johnny Blaze. Well, Michael I think Jordan's it's just, great, yeah. There's so much happening in that movie, it's just boring. He plays Prolof mm -hmm. in Snowpiercer. Which is a graphic novel? Yeah, it's a French graphic novel. Uh, if you remember our first episode when we talked about his prosthetic chin, Snowpiercer is the movie that he grew his beard out for and shaved his hair for. So yes. I hear that it's good. I haven't seen it. It's also directed by the guy who directed Parasite. He plays Jensen in mm. The Losers, which I haven't seen. Me, me neither, but it might be good. Chris Evans is in it. He's in movies that are good. Usually. I do like Chris Evans. He Knives Out was fantastic. Yeah, Knives Out is great. Made me forgive Ryan Johnson for ruining Star Wars. So, <laughs> And he also voiced Casey Jones in the animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, I think the one that came out like 10 years or so ago. Yeah, so. which I don't think I watched. No. Uh, I really like the Casey Jones in the 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Mm -hmm. That will always be my Casey Jones. And I'll stand by that those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies from the 90s are good movies. They are they are fun movies, and I remember them fondly, mm. but they're probably also trash. The first, I remember the first one being good. I've seen it probably since I was, like, a teenager at least, so I kind of remember seeing it. The first one, they were able to use their weapons, but in the second and the third one, they were not able to use their weapons because parents were upset. Well, so. it, it's like in, I think in England, they had to change... The word ninja to something else. They changed it to from ninja to, to hero, hero yeah. and then they changed one of the ninjas, one of the turtles' weapons mm. because it was too violent. I think it Probably was Leonardo's katanas. I think it might have been the katanas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so in England, they call the teenage mutant hero turtles, which is lame. Thanks, England. Ninjas are too violent, but they're allowed to show boobs. I don't know. Yeah, it, it checks out. <laughs> checks out. So Josh Brolin. Play Thanos in the MCU. You probably know him. He looks just like Thanos if you saw him on the street. Yeah. Uh, he plays Cable in Deadpool 2, a great movie. He's awesome in it. He plays Jonah Hex in the movie Jonah Hex, a trash movie. I don't, I've never seen it's, it. It's comparable to Ghost Rider. It's a DC movie about a undead cowboy, I think. And it's just trash. It has Megan Fox in it. Weird. So it's just trash. And he plays, I'm going to butcher this, Shinchi Goto. In a English adaptation of the Japanese manga Old Boy. It looks like Shin, Shin, Shinichi Goto. There we go, yes. Shin, Shinichi Goto. That's... I don't speak Japanese, but I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, she had a Japanese roommate for a semester. That means nothing. <laughs> uh, he played Younger Agent K in Men in Black 3, which I didn't know was a comic book or graphic novel, but apparently it is. I guess it makes sense. 
Yeah, I, I like Men in Black. I like the first and the second one more than the third one. I think I was scared of it as a, as a child, yeah. so I didn't watch it. No, no, I was shown it as a child. My dad loves it, so. I like Johnny Knoxville, so he's good in Men in Black. And he plays Dwight in Sin City, A Dame to Kill For, which is the sequel to the original Sin City movie. I, I don't know. I, I haven't watched most of uh, these things that he's Sin in. Sin City is a graphic novel written by the same guy who wrote 300. So if you can kind of see the style of 300, it's kind of about like American Mafia members with that style. It's in black and white, but the blood is bright red. So it's kind of stylized. So, kind of like V for Vendetta in some parts. I'm pretty sure in V, like, they they have, like, some black and white mm. filming for V for Vendetta, but the blood is very red and yeah, on yeah. screen. Yeah, it, it's very, uh, like, it's very vibrant when the blood happens. But the whole Sin City movies are in black and white, and the only color is the blood. So, it's, it's stylized like that. That's it for this episode, guys. It's kind of on the shorter side, but I thought, like, the 45 minutes to hour long is our sweet spot. And I want to thank you all for listening. We enjoy having you in the community. Yeah, I, I really enjoy doing this podcast, and I hope I can do it for a while. And you guys just listening and reviewing the podcast, giving us good reviews, or just being honest in your reviews will help us out a lot. All right, guys, that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next week. We're, next week, we're going to be doing our Milan discussion. It's going to be the Great Milan Debate. We're going to be watching the animated one, and we're going to be watching the live-action one that comes out next Friday. And we're going to be comparing those, reviewing the live-action one, and we're going to be discussing Disney's plan on releasing it for $30. You don't really remember Mulan. Yeah, I saw it when I was a little kid but i don't remember much of it i love mulan and i quote it frequently and he doesn't get my quotes mushu's a cool character i love mushu he's not in the live action one apparently so. i love the cricket i love mushu i love the grandma mm. from what i can see from the trailers they're going with the sort of more original story of mulan where she's got like a sister and she goes to protect her dad i wonder if they're gonna go with the original ending i doubt it because it's kind of dark where she kills herself so no i doubt they're gonna go that far probably not but i feel like this the live action mall is gonna be in a war movie yeah Mostly. I, it's gonna be a lot of fighting i assume where the original one's kind of well i think musical in, in from the trailers it looks like she's already a good fighter before she goes to the war wherein mm. like the animated version she's like oh i know nothing about fighting blah 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 yeah so. so we'll see and you guys will hear us talk about it if you tune in for the third episode next week so thank you for watching we'll see or listening you guys don't watch and we'll see you guys on the next episode have a great day nerds at odds is made possible by our supporters over on patreon.com slash nerds at odds if you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early Gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more. Consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.